the Business Buzz Podcast. You're tuned in to the Business Buzz. The time has just gone by 6 p.m. It's a Thursday, which means that it's time for us to give you the business buzz. Uh, that's the show for your weekly roundup of business and economics news. My name is Mudiwa Mob Justice Kavasa, and I'll be your host until 7 p.m. We are broadcasting live from our studios right here in Bramfontein, so definitely make sure you keep it locked. This is the first Thursday of April. Definitely hope that everyone out there enjoyed their Easter break and that they are ready and geared uh, for the new term ahead uh, for the show today we're going to be doing something that's quite interesting especially for our young people out there that are looking for opportunities uh, in the corporate space we're going to be looking at jobs and we're going to talk to an economist around the issue of uh, trends in the job space who is hiring uh, the industries that are hiring what type of skills do you need to have um, that sort of thing and then we're going to talk to three different companies that will be telling us about the various grad opportunities that they have available at their companies. So that's the that's how the show is looking like for today. Definitely make sure you also keep in touch with us. Uh, follow in the conversation. Tell us what you think. If you've ever had a grad experience, have you gone to do some job shadowing? Have you gone for um, some shadowing of some sort, either during the VAC or an internship? Tell us what you think of that. On Facebook, we are of our FM that's Voice of Fits and we are also The Business Buzz we are off, have our own Facebook page on Twitter we are at VowFM and our hashtag is hashtag Business Buzz and then on WhatsApp we are 0847849412 you can also stream the station live that's VowFM.co.za and remember that podcasts of The Business Buzz show will be available on vits.journalism.co.za on the other side of this, we get into uh, the state of your 100 rand with our Buffalo Index. Keep it locked. This is the Business Buzz. The, the Business Buzz. It's time for us to just talk about the state of your 100 rand uh, with our famous buffalo index seeds our buffalo index is becoming famous and what's made it famous is the fact that we are relating to you as everyday people and i have my executive producer elna schutz um in the studio to just tell us what your hundred rand can do for you today how are you elna I am very well, and I'm excited to help you once again take mm. that hundred rand, yeah. put it somewhere where it matters, <laughs> and not just on cocktails, yeah. even though cocktails matter too. But we have spoken on the Buffalo Index before about jobs and trying to get a job. Yeah. So I didn't want to go the same direction. I thought, okay, printing out your CV is very important, buying mm. that new outfit very important, but let's be honest, we live in the digital sphere, so there has to be something my 100 bucks can do online to get me a job right and one of the things you can do is buy yourself a subscription to a website that'll help you find a job oh okay so if you want something flexible maybe you're still a student listening you want something part-time something short-term you know something you can do in the train or in the taxi one thing you can do is join flex Jobs, which is obviously a website for flexible jobs. They allow you to do all kinds of things with that and then apply for jobs. Yeah. And your 100 Rand won't quite get you there because a month costs about 15 
US dollars. So it'll be about <laughs> 175 rand per month for you. So 100 bucks, your buffalo will only get you 17 days. So sorry about that. Um, Indeed also has a similar thing, but actually for employers. So yeah. if you're an employer trying to reach out to people, you can do that. But it costs a lot more. But then I guess the employers have a bunch of money. How much is a lot more, Elna? Uh, just over 1,000 rand. So 1,172 ah. <laughs> gets you um, about a month. But you know what? Yeah. If it were me, I probably wouldn't do that. Here's what I would do. I would yeah. take my 100 bucks. Yeah. I would go straight to LinkedIn. Because we're all there anyway. And yeah. we know that the, the jobs are there. Yeah. The employers are there. And... I'm sure you know as a LinkedIn user how irritating it is when you want to talk to somebody on LinkedIn, you want to give them your elevator pitch, you want to impress your future boss, and then that little thing pops up that says, Madima, would you like to join LinkedIn <laughs> Premium? Premium? And you're yeah. like, no, I would like to eat yeah, and I yeah. don't have money, right? So that is actually something you could consider doing especially if you're a job um, somebody looking for a job mm. your first month on LinkedIn premium is free oh so technically you could hustle for a month and try to find a job and then be like bye mm. but if you do need to go further than that it's about 370 rand per month so about a third a month if we were to count pennies so like maybe 10 days of LinkedIn premium yeah, hey, hey, if you are determined, yeah. you can get a job in 10 days. <laughs> if you send out LinkedIn premium emails to every person on LinkedIn, who knows? I wish these people, you know, after you've paid your money, I wish that they guaranteed that you get a job. Mm. Mm. I think those... I would pay for that service. I think the rates would be a lot higher. <laughs> Honestly, maybe you want to spend your 100 bucks rather on one of those job coaches that yeah, we spoke yeah, about previously. <laughs> but yeah, this is where you can put it if you're looking for a job digitally. So yes, that's uh, the state of your 100 rand. As you heard, if you're looking for some professional uh, employee or employer services, um, they're going to run you quite a bit of money. Um, about 10 days on LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is the one that most of us know about and are on. If you want that premium LinkedIn account, I actually wonder why what it actually gets you. Uh, but if you want that premium LinkedIn account, 10 days, that's what your 100 rand is going to get you. And that's the state of your 100 rand with our Buffalo Index. On the other side of this, we're getting into our main topic today. We're talking jobs, 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 and opportunities in the marketplace. Keep it locked. This is the Business Buzz. More justice on the Business Buzz. Welcome back. This is the Business Buzz right here on Voice of Vids Radio. That's Val FM. Today on the Business Buzz, we are attacking the issue of jobs, uh, particularly um, as they affect the young people in the economy. You can tell us what you think uh, joining the conversation. Tell us what you think about uh, the current job environment, job sector. Uh, what industries do you feel will be providing uh, skills and jobs in the future? Who will be the big employers? All of that stuff. On Facebook, we are Val FM, that's Voice of Fits, and we are The Business Buzz. And then you can find us on Twitter, that's at Val FM. Our hashtag is hashtag Business Buzz. And then you can find us on WhatsApp, that's 0840784912. And you can also stream the station live on valfm.co.za. And don't forget that podcasts of The Business Buzz show will be available on vits.journalism.co.za. 
A. On the line, we are joined by an economist from Efficient Group, uh, that, that's Dove Urut, uh, to tell us a little bit about what the current job environment looks like in South Africa. Uh, he's got some interesting opinions, and I'm very uh, interested to hear what he has to say for us. How are you, Dove? I'm absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much, and thank you for asking me. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm all right. Now, off air, just now, you're telling you tell, you're hinting um, towards the fact that you don't believe that jobs cre- uh, should be created. Can you expand on that? Yeah, yeah. Let me let me expand on that a little bit. You know, uh, I think there must be a distinction between two things, and I and politicians often confuse these two things. The one is keeping people busy, and the other one is the real jobs. Now, politicians quite often will tell you that they've created X number of jobs because they, they're employing people to do A, B, and C, and they're encouraging countries to employ more people. You know, and think about that. Think about that. In the history of mankind, never, ever have we tried to create jobs. In fact, we have always tried to destroy jobs. We do not <laughs> want jobs because, because jobs certainly mean that you keep a lot of people busy. Now, let me give you a practical example. Um, if we are really serious in creating jobs, I suggest we ban cars. Because if we ban cars, everybody will start riding horses again. Horses eat a lot, so we will need a lot of uh, agricultural <laughs> land to feed horses. You will use a lot of people to clean after horses, and you will create a, a lot of jobs. Now, that's an excellent example of how you can actually create jobs. And somebody that destroyed a lot of jobs was Henry Ford by introducing the motor car. And by introducing the motor car, he destroyed many thousands of jobs because the economy evolved and the economy moved forward. So I think it's important to make a distinction between actual jobs that are sustainable and keeping people busy. It's the wrong idea to keep people simply busy, but it's the right thing to have jobs that are real sustainable jobs. And those kind of jobs only happen when the economy grow. So when the politicians tell us that they're going to start A, B, and C, and they're going to spend money on A, B, and C because we're going to create that many jobs, it is the wrong approach. The right approach must be to do A, B, and C in order to get the economy to grow. We don't care about job creation because <laughs> if, we, if we grow the economy, jobs will be the result. And those jobs are the real sustainable kinds of jobs. If we get a thousand people to dig a thousand holes and another thousand to fill it up again, we have not created 2,000 jobs. We have, we've kept 2,000 people busy. Those are not real jobs. So I think it's important to understand that. Having said that, there are many changes happening in the modern economy. We're in a so-called fourth industrial revolution. Yeah. We've seen these sort of things in the past before. And when, when a company goes bust or when a lot of jobs are lost, it is not a bad thing. It is part of the process, and we have to understand that it's part of the process because this thing that we call the economy is a process where jobs are destroyed, where businesses are destroyed all the time, but it's also a process when businesses are created uh, Davi, and new jobs are created as well. Davi, if I could just interject for a moment sure. because you've spoken about the fact that we're now in the fourth industrial um, yes. revelation, uh, revolution. Sorry. Um, 
And you also hinted to the fact that with progress comes um, a destroy, sort of a destroying of our uh, what we consider to be a normal way of life. So in a sense for us to grow, uh, if I can understand what you're saying, for us to develop as an economy, we need to be willing to sacrifice certain jobs in some in some sectors so that other sectors can can rise up and then create more employment from that am i getting you correct today exactly so we have to accept this is a fact this is part of the process that some jobs will be destroyed some companies will disappear some industries will disappear but at the same time there will be new industries will be new jobs and new opportunities and if you understand this then you can position yourself and to make sure that if you do lose a job, make sure that you've got the necessary qualifications or skills to get involved in another kind of industry. And also keep in mind there are many other um, demographic challenges happening as well. Like, for instance, people are living longer, much, much longer. People used to, uh, most people used to retire at 60 or 65 years. That's not going to happen in 10 years' time. In 10 years' time, people will retire at 75, 80 years, 90 years. Who knows? There are major changes happening. People are living longer. They're staying healthier for much longer. And be prepared for a world that is going to be much different from what we are used to today. So if I can just uh, continue with the same uh, train of thought, this was actually going to be a question that I was going to ask later in the interview, but I feel that you've already started the conversation around this. People at the moment are afraid that um, certain parts of uh, the of the economy are becoming more either mechanized or they're becoming yes. uh, certain jobs or skills are being replaced by artificial intelligence. Um, should people be afraid of this or is this part of um, what you're talking about that it's a natural progression in our economy? Well, it's happened before and I mentioned Henry Ford. Uh, no, that's exactly what happened when, with Henry Ford. Yes, and a lot of people are losing, are going to lose a lot of jobs. And it's not only normal, repetitive kind of jobs that are going to be lost to, to, to computers or to robots or to artificial intelligence. A lot of jobs that, are, that we consider as quite sophisticated jobs today will be lost as well. Some jobs like, for example, certain uh, by lawyers, done by lawyers, even jobs done by professionals like, for example, do- doctors. Many of those jobs will be done by computers in, 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 in the future. But it's happened before. It's happened before when certain, when computers or when, when machines took over the jobs of people. And if you look at it, the, the technologically most advanced economies in the world, they are the Americans and the Japanese, and of course countries like, for example, the Germans. Those technologically advanced economies are the economies with the lowest levels of unemployment. So certainly, a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. But there will be so more, many more opportunities uh, availing sound somewhere else. And you can, you can quite clearly see, uh, see it today in countries like, for example, Japan, where unemployment levels are basically at zero. The countries that are, the real countries that, that need to be cons- uh, concerned about their economic future are the poor countries, the uh, countries without properly skilled individuals, uh, countries that, that, that do not have the necessary industries to grow rich and eventually create more jobs for their people. And again, it is not about job creation. It is about economic growth. And with economic growth, there are always opportunities. And don't think it's going to be easy. Many people of, 
uh, 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 telling somebody, listen, you are being fired because I'm going to get a computer or I'm going to get a robot to do your job. Of course, it's difficult for that individual. And of course, it's important for us as a society to have some sort of social safety net. But don't stop the process. Because if you stop the process of this, this destructive creation that is, that is called the economy, then you are simply going to put yourself uh, uh, behind most other economies in the world that, that make use of these opportunities and progress the economies and, get, and grow rich because of these wonderful opportunities provided by, by technologies and other things. So for our young listeners out there, you know, we have uh, uh, a lot of our listeners are actually university students that are actually in the process of trying to skill themselves at the moment what types of skills do you think um they should be trying to get get uh, i'm trying to get the right words here what type of skills do you think they should be equipping themselves with maybe to become either more future proof or more adaptable in the future especially given the fact that young people have a better opportunity to actually future proof themselves than someone who's already had 20 years in a particular industry and then has to reskill themselves. Yeah. Okay, let's let's look at a couple of things that's happening globally. So a couple of trends that one can pick up there. The first thing is that we are talking about jobs now and what we what, what can be done in order for young people to make sure that they get some sort of job somewhere. I think that approach to start off with is wrong. Don't don't prepare yourself to be a worker somewhere. Prepare yourself to be um, an economic agent somewhere. And to, if possible, try to be, become an entrepreneur. And it doesn't mean that you have to start a huge business. In fact, there are many examples where people have won small businesses. Like, for example, the so-called gig economy. They are, and, and I work in this gig economy, um, and I know many individuals that's got a lot of jobs. One individual is writing, he's a journalist by day and by evening, he's a radio journalist, for example, like you. Uh, sometimes he's, a, he's a doing research in ABNC or whatever the case may be. They've got a number of different revenue sources. Now, that's an excellent example of the so-called gig economy. Everybody also thinks that it should be more relevant in this modern economy that you have to be completely geek. That is not the case. Of course, it helps to understand technology and to make sure you understand technology and you're on the forefront of technology participate in that. But you know, uh, uh, some of those sectors in the economy that's growing very fast is the service industry. And the service industry is, is are things like, for example, looking after the elderly or start a business writing songs or do something on the internet or advise people on social media. Those are the, the kind of industries where somebody can and can participate in and make a wonderful career. And don't underestimate uh, the, the traditional uh, so-called dirty industries, like agriculture. Agriculture is an amazing industry where wonderful things are happening globally. And let me give you one example. Agriculture today is not about the land. It's not, not about putting seeds in the ground. Agriculture today is about working in a, in a lab where you do genetic um, research on genetic manipulation. Uh, agriculture today is about drones and, and stuff like that. So they, and it's impossible for me to say what kind of jobs are going to exist in the future because I don't know if our technology is going to change. All I know, it is going to change. And there will be amazing opportunities. And it's only those people that are prepared to change that will benefit from this new and exciting world. It certainly does sound like... Uh 
the future is going to be requiring people to be adaptive and can i say be able to reimagine the current um the current environment because using the example of um, land and agriculture that you said it's not that people stop putting seed in the ground or that uh, people stop using land for agriculture but it's just that people have to reimagine how they use the land and the seed am i correct yes you know and people are, people are getting, you are absolutely correct but let's look at the longer term trend if you talk to people today they are everybody is concerned about the future poverty is going up unemployment is going up it's going to be difficult and this is going to be a struggle that's factually incorrect we have made amazing progress as humans the past hundred years you know a hundred years ago more than 90 percent of humans lived in abject poverty Today, it is much, much less than 10%. We've made really huge progress, and we will continue to make progress. And poverty is likely to completely disappear in the next 40, 50 years or so. And the trend the last couple of years will simply continue. So don't be scared about what's going to come. I don't know what's going to come. I don't know how the world is going to change, but I know it's going to change, and it's going to change for the better. And more people will live longer, will be healthier, and more people will, will, will break the cycle of poverty and it will be a better life for all of us in the future. These trends have established themselves for a very long period of time. Sometimes in the short term, there's a, a, a recession or a slowdown in economic growth like what we've experienced in South Africa. But the longer term trend is only in one direction and that's for things getting better. Dawi, we only have one uh, time for one more question, and we're just going to I'm um, just going to ask you in terms of geographic location and where people should be applying themselves or looking for opportunities. Um, should young people be just focused on South Africa alone, or is it perhaps time for us in this reimagined world? Is it time for us to maybe uh, start looking to? expand outside of South Africa, perhaps look for opportunities overseas in America, in Australia, or other neighboring African countries? Yes, certainly. I think people, young people, always consider all opportunities and possibilities. But you know, you don't need to leave South Africa to leave South Africa. And again, technology is going to make it much easier. In fact, today, there are many virtual communities out there. Facebook is a very good example. Different WhatsApp groups are very good examples. And today, you can belong to whatever community, wherever you want to be, as long as you are connected. And I think that is what the future is going to look like. Of course, you can go to the UK and go and work in London if you want to, but you don't really need to. You can actually make use of becoming part of one of these virtual communities. And in fact, I think in future, we will get much, far, many of these virtual communities will become much more important, much more powerful. And I won't be surprised in future if Microsoft, for example, sends a team to the Olympic Games. Why not? In fact, I think this, this idea of an initial state is probably outdated. And in future, communities are going to look different and societies or, and, and technology is going to help us to, to, to create communities. Whatever you want to join, you can do that. Certainly, go to Australia if you want to, but you can go to Australia simply by hopping on the internet.
<laughs> Thank you so much, Darby. That was us on the line. Uh, we were talking to Darby Root, who is an economist uh, with Efficient Group, uh, just giving us a bit of a macroeconomic sense of what the current job um, job environment looks like and what we should be looking out for in the future going forward. A lot of interesting thoughts coming through from him. Now, of particular interest to me is his idea that we need to stop uh, trying to look for job creation because a lot of jobs are going to be destroyed as our economy progresses because that is the nature of economic advancement, technological advancement, that some things need to die off so that other things need to grow and that in future we need to find ways to adapt our way of thinking to um, to already existing industries and business and reimagine how those can happen. So very interesting. Thank you so much to Dawi. On the other side of this, we're going to be getting um, a word from some of uh, the companies out there. Uh, we have a word coming through. We have uh, Unilever, we have KPMG, and then we also have uh, Bowman's Law telling us about the opportunities that are available for young people at their firms, organizations, and companies. Keep it locked. This is the Business Buzz. You're tuned in to the Business Buzz. Welcome back. This is the Business Buzz right here on VowFM 88.1. And right now it's time for us to actually help you out as our listeners by letting you know what's going on in the world of jobs, opportunities, recruitments, trainings, internships, whatever word you want to use, uh, we have some opportunities available for you. You might remember that we had our 60-second corporate sell um, back in the day, but today we've decided that uh, we're going to have a show around it. So to start us off, we're looking at the law industry, the law sector, and we have uh, Kashir, uh, who is uh, Kashir Singh, who is from Bowman's Law, and he's going to be telling us what's going on there. How are you, Kashir? I'm well. How are you, Madhya? I'm fine, thank you. Okay, so I'm going to count you down. You have around a minute or so uh, to tell us about what's going on at Bowman's and the opportunities available. So I'm going to count you down, and you're going to start in five, four. Three, two, one. So Bowman's is one of the biggest law firms on the African continent. We are part of a small sector known as the Big Five Law Firms, which means that we form part of the biggest corporate law firms in the country. The opportunities that we offer to students are typically for articles that would talk to law students from all over the country. These students are pursuing South African degrees um, as per the Law Society. So what we do is offer them a chance to complete their articles with us as a law firm, exposing them to corporate opportunities that you wouldn't necessarily have with any other law firm because of the magnitude of the work that we do. Um, our clients are very high profile clients. Um, sometimes we work with government, we work with utilities that are won't go into too much detail about because the work that we do is confidential. But amongst those other opportunities, bursary programs, vacation programs, and a lot of the information that uh, students will need in addition to what we'll talk about today is on our website. Thank you so much. Ah, he did it in uh, under a minute. I'm, I'm proud. I'm proud. Okay, so just uh, starting off, um, who is this? Uh, who are these? Uh, who is the program actually uh, catered towards? You spoke about uh, people that are studying towards South African degrees, but specifically who? I know that you're a law firm, but you know we ha- we know that law firms don't just hire um, law graduates. Yes. So please tell us: is uh, this opportunity only available? to law 
law graduates for articles or do you have um, openings in your other departments? Unfortunately, because we specialize in law, our opportunities are directed only to law students. Mm. However, we do look at young talent in terms of exposure when we're recruiting on lateral hires. Mm. But then unfortunately, we do not have specialization on that level if you're looking at departments such as human resources mm. or marketing or IT. So unfortunately, our opportunities are strictly for law students. Okay, cool. And uh, do you have any particular electives or specializations that you're looking for? No. With Bowman's, the main criteria is that you are pursuing a qualification in law, a LLB. Mm. It could be a BCom LLB. It could be a Bachelor of Arts. We do not necessarily set those two apart. The main thing that we think a student should think about when doing electives is which subjects would I enjoy, which subjects would add more value to myself as an individual pursuing a law career and being a big lawyer one day. We do not want to dabble too much into that because as Bowmans we do believe in everyone's individualism and you do have the freedom to make those decisions. We do not necessarily rate you according to your electives. Okay. And then when are the opportunities? When is uh, when is the opening? Is it already open uh, in terms of applications? And when is the closing date? Yeah. The, our main program, which is the articles program, runs throughout the year. Mm-hmm. We recruit until all our spots are full. Yeah. Uh, so we do not necessarily have a closing period for that one. We recruit two years in advance. So okay. we are currently recruiting students who are willing to start work in the year 2020 yeah. and in the year 2021. Our other programs do have closing dates. Uh, The one I'll talk about now is our summer and winter vacation programs. Mm. Those two programs typically happen when the students are on holiday and are looking to do some work in the corporate world and experience how it would be to be a lawyer one day when they're qualified. So when you do look at those programs, the closing dates are relative to the summer vacation program or the winter vacation program. Mm. With winter, the closing date for that one is 30th of April, 2018. And with our summer vacation program, that will close on the 31st of October, but it will open on the 1st of August. You mentioned earlier that people can visit your website, but where else can people gather this information? In order to submit the applications, the best would be to start on our website. Mm. But if they want to learn more about our law firm, they can look at feeds such as our Twitter page, our Facebook page, and they will definitely have an understanding of the work we do because of the high-profile cases we work on. Many of them are often front-page news, but you do not necessarily hear about the lawyers working in the back. Mm. So, yeah. And then uh, lastly, what's it actually like uh, working at Bowman's? <laughs> How rigorous is the program? Is it challenging? Will it offer anyone who will apply you know, that challenge and uh, grow them? Um, the challenge will definitely grow any individual that signs up with them. Bowman's is one of the prestigious law firms that a lot of law students come to university learning about and often pursuing. Yeah. So the experience that they would have would sometimes seen as very difficult. But at the end of the two years of articles that they'll spend with us, Mm. they will understand how much they've gained when they liaise with lawyers across the table or when they're assisting people with the matters. The quality is definitely seen. And a a saying I've heard in the past is when you make a sword, you have to heat the iron (laughs) up quite hard. So that's what we try and do with our CAs, CAs being candidate attorneys. But the main thing, main focus of all our programs is development and growing young talent.
Thank you so much. That was us. We were talking to Kashir, who is from um, Bowman's Law. Uh, Kashir Singh telling us about the opportunities that are, that are available. They do hire throughout the year. Um, as he said, they hire until all their spots are filled. And they have a winter vacation program and a summer vacation programs um, that are currently open for applications. And uh, if you want to do some life planning, because they said that um, they recruit for articles two years in advance, you need to be thinking, forward thinking. That's what you need in your life right now. And then lastly, if you want to come out as a sword in the world of law, uh, definitely make sure you hit them up. That's Bowman's Law. On the other side of this, we will be talking to um, people uh, from the commerce sector uh, who will be telling us about opportunities available at KPMG. Keep it locked. This is The Business Buzz. Voice of Vitz has signed a code of conduct that is enforced by the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. Under the code, we are committed to broadcasting news that is accurate, comment that is fair, and programming that is not harmful to children, does not amount to hate speech, and contains no gratuitous violence or explicit sex. If you think we are not living up to the code, you may inform the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. Direct any complaints in writing to BCCSA, PO Box 412365, Craig Hall 2024, or send a fax to 011-325-5376, or an email to BCCSA at NABSA. For more information, please visit www.bccsa.co.za. Remember that you can keep in touch with us. This is the Business Buzz on Facebook. We have our FM, that's Voice of Vits, and we have our own Facebook page, that's The Business Buzz. On Twitter, we are at VowFM, and our hashtag is hashtag Business Buzz. So, given the fact that today is our job special, and, uh, you know, we, we, we we're doing a bit of a special around the 62nd corporate cell, uh, we have Shazia Mudli, who is from KPNG. She is a recruitment supervisor. How are you, uh, Shazia? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Um, So I understand that there are some opportunities for some of our young listeners available at KPMG. I'm going to give you about a minute to just tell us what's going on there. Are you ready? Definitely. Okay, you can go. So, you know, I think there's a misperception out there in the market right now that at KPMG we only recruit for um, auditors. And that is not true. So there's various programs that you can apply for. We have we are an audit tax and advisory practice. So we have divisions such as deal advisory, um, internal auditing, etc. Um, the list is endless, and all of the information will be available on the website. Uh, if you are, if any of the young listeners are unsure on on any of the um, programs currently being studied. Thank you so much, Zia. So, um, just for our listeners who don't know too much about KPMG, you said that there's a misconception, but can you just tell us a little bit about uh, who KPMG is in the market and some of your specialization in addition to the advisory that you spoke about? Yes, so like I said, like I mentioned, we are an audit tax and advisory practice. So we have something called a advisory program, and currently we are the only firm in South Africa who runs the C advisory program. It's approved by SICA, and basically, <coughs> excuse me, you get you you become a CA, but you get um, exposure into the advisory. Um, departments as well, which is absolutely fantastic. And you can only imagine the growth um, around that. Then we have deal advisory, we have tax, 
we have internal auditing, we have technology advisory, we have financial risk management, as well as management consulting. So in terms of the skills that you are looking for, how broad in terms of skills are you looking for? You've mentioned the fact that you're not only concerned with uh, prospective chartered accountants. How um, can someone from the law faculty, for example, um, apply or are you looking for um, certain target skills? Okay, so obviously if you're wanting to become an ACA, you need to be on the study towards um, becoming a CA, so you need to be on the CA route at your various universities, or, or at REF, I should say. Um, and then, for example, in tax, we start recruiting in your final year. If you're doing IOPS, um, if you're doing internal auditing, you need to be in your honors, um, and so forth. Computer science as well, um, we're looking for honors students. All this information is available on our website. Um, and look, we're just looking for young, bright individuals. I mean, this is the future leaders of our country. Um, So we want to make sure that we equip them as best as we possibly can. And are applications already open or are they still to open and when do they close? Okay, so applications are open for all our programs. Um, And then we close certain um, advisory programs once we've reached our capacity. Um, But yeah, it runs throughout the year from January right through to December. And what should a young what should a young prospective, either graduate or young individual, actually expect out of the experience uh, out of KPMG? Because you um, you compete with other companies that are also doing audit, tax, and advisory. So, what are they getting out of going to KPMG? Well, I mean, KPMG number one has a, such a fantastic culture. Um, we're all about our people. We're all about learning and development and growth, and making sure that. Once you leave KPMG, if you're doing your your uh, graduate program, um, that you have the best possible training ground possible. I mean, um, in terms of learning and development, we have one of the best learning and development departments um, in South Africa. Um, our people are the friendliest people. We are warm. We are very welcoming. Um, and just the overall culture of KPMG is really, really fantastic. And I think... I mean, I've been with the firm for a couple of years now as well, and it's something that has been really attractive to me. Um, the, the opportunity to gain knowledge as well globally is fantastic. And then lastly, um, maybe some advice for our young listeners on how um, they can make their, their appli- either themselves stand out or their applications stand out because uh, I can only imagine the number of applications that you receive. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I think for that, you need to give the main and the most important credentials. So, for example, you need to include things like your matric certificate, your full academic transcript. So what we often find is that we have applications, um, but then there's only for a particular year group. Um, so we need to look at your academic record right from a trick all the way through to where you're currently studying. Um, so that's very important. And then tell us about yourself as well. We want to know, are you innovative? Um, and if you are innovative, have you done anything that's sort of extraordinary, um, whether it be in your local communities or in your school? You know, uh, just put highlighting points for us to identify you. 
Thank you so much, Shazia. That was us talking to Shazia Moodley, who is a recruitment supervisor with KPMG, uh, telling us about uh, the graduate opportunities that are available in their, in their firm. As you heard, they're specializing in audit, tax, and advisory, and you can actually get a broader range of learning and experience from their program. Definitely make sure you look them up. A lot of the information, as Shazia said, is available on their website. Side. On the other side of this, we round up our our jobs segment uh, by looking um, at a different uh, type of industry. Definitely make sure you keep it locked for that. This is the Business Buzz. on the Business Buzz. We're back now, uh, right here on the Business Buzz. We are doing a job special for you all, telling you about the opportunities that are available um, right here in South Africa in the corporate sector. And right now we're moving on to ICT. And on the line, I'm joined by Jade uh, Fortain, who is from Unilever. He is a uh, employer brand lead at Unilever South Africa in terms of digital attraction and programs. How are you, Jade? I'm good, thanks, and you? I'm fine, thank you. Now, I understand that uh, there are some opportunities available uh, for some of our young graduates out there. Uh, please could you just tell us now about a minute or so um, how that is going on and um, how our students can apply? Yeah, we've got opportunities not only for your graduates, but also for your students who are in the penultimate year. So we've got our Unilever internship program, which runs over the June holidays as well as the January holidays. We've also got our Unilever Future Leaders program, which kicks off in January 2019. And that is a graduate program, which you go on for three years. You are employer employee at Unilever, whereas the internship program is three to four weeks. You get your, your work experience and you get paid for it as well. Um, it sounds like there are a number of different programs. How many programs are actually available to our students? So it's two different programs. Yeah. The one is an internship program. Yeah. When you're in your penultimate year or your final year, you apply and you come for three to four weeks over the June holidays, winter holidays, as well as the summer holidays. You uh, come and you work on our brands and on real projects. And then we've also got our graduate program for those who are ready to step into the corporate world. And that is a permanent job where you where you actually a graduate a graduate at Unilever and you work for us permanently. And what can uh, what can the young people expect from the two different programs? Okay, so from the two different programs, the one is three weeks. You work on a specific project for three weeks under one of our managers within our teams. Uh, it's you working on real brands, on real projects that are going to have a business impact. And some of the things that we're actually looking to implement or you will be implementing it within our business. And it's real work-based experience. So you'll get paid for it as well. Yeah. And it's the opportunity to then say you've worked for or you've had the opportunity to do an internship at Unilever. Yeah. And then the Future Young Leaders Program? So the Future Leaders Program is a three-year program that you go on, you come into our business, and we basically, you step into a permanent job, and we basically develop you, and we prepare you to be at management level after three years. So the Future Leaders Program offers you uh, an accelerated program that allows you 
to get great opportunities uh, within South Africa as well as global opportunities. And after three years, you are expected, and if you perform up to par, you will be promoted into management. And yeah, it's just a, it's a great program for you to build your CV as well. And when is uh, when are applications open for the two programs, and when do they close? So applications opened on the 23rd of March, and they will close on the 22nd of April. Is that for both? Yeah, that's for both. It's the same. It's the same application process for both of the programs. But depending on the year that you are in university, uh, you would either be taken for the internship program if you if it is your final year this year and you're ready to move on to the graduate program, we'll take you on as a graduate. Okay. And then in terms of uh, skills, are there particular skills that you're looking for? Uh, for example, are you only focused on commerce graduates, arts graduates, law graduates, or is it uh, a broad spectrum? So both the programs are open to all degrees. Anyone is able to apply. And as a business, we understand that as a graduate, you won't necessarily have experience or understand what needs to be done in the day-to-day job. But we look, we do look for people who not only need a job, but want to make a greater impact in the community than ultimately in the world. They should be curious and open to, to learning daily, and they should bring their best self to work. They should also be able to inspire energy that's needed to win and to grow and we want to create a better future for our consumers every day. So that are the type of people that we are looking for. And as long as you have your degree and you get through and qualify for our program, then we want you to be able to contribute to our business and make an impact. And how do our young people get in touch with you and where do they actually submit applications? Do you um, take in walk-in applications or is it just an online process? So applications are open on our Unilever Careers website. If you go on to www.unilever.co.za and click on careers, you're able to apply under the graduate program. Uh, also on our Facebook page, on Unilever, Unilever Careers page on Facebook, uh, we also post on a weekly basis. We just posted our first post yesterday to notify students that applications are open. So the link on there will also take you to our to our page. And then lastly, how do how can a young person um, stand out? Uh, because you mentioned uh, earlier on that you're looking for uh, people that have a curious mind, um, that have energy, that yeah. are willing to do uh, what it takes uh, to advance their careers. But as a, as a young person, what do I do to stand out in the face? Because I'm sure we said this to our other guests as well. I'm sure you guys get a lot of applications, but the ones that actually stand out how does someone stand out so for someone to stand out i would say they just need to be themselves they need to the the values that they have need to align with the values that the business is driving as a whole so for them to stand out they need to be themselves and be curious to learn and mention some of the things that i've already said before
Thank you so much. That was us on the line. We're talking to Jade Fortain, who is the employer brand lead at Unilever South Africa in terms of digital attraction and programs. He was just telling us about the two programs that are available at Unilever. The first one is an internship program. That's a three to four week program. That's what we're used to if you've ever done you know, things like VAC work and you get to work on a real project. And then the second one is their future leaders program which then equips you to become a manager at the end of that program so definitely make sure you go and uh, look up this program uh, at unilever uh, on their careers page so that's it in terms of uh, the ict sector if you're interested in that opportunity on the other side of this we'll be ending off our show you're today to the business bus that's it for our show for this week. Thank you so much to everyone who was listening to our show. Today we're focusing on the issue of jobs. A lot of interesting discussion coming through from the show. Um, thank you so much to KPMG, uh, Unilever and Bowman's Law for just... Uh, giving us some time to tell us about the opportunities available at their firms. And then uh, thank you to Dobby Root, an economist from Efficient Group, about uh, telling us what's actually going on in the job sector and how he thinks that the job sector will progress in the next uh, in the next five, ten years and the foreseeable future. Very interesting thoughts coming through from there. Um, as you heard uh, earlier on, you need to rethink how we see what a job is we need to become economic agents as opposed to just becoming employees that was one of my biggest takeaways from there and i definitely agree with him um, that you need to find a way that you can create value um, because uh, i like the example that dawi used earlier on that if you create a job create a hundred jobs where you have a hundred people digging a hundred holes but you also have a hundred people coming in and then filling up those holes there's no there's no progress that's happened even though you've created in essence 200 jobs so we need to understand what it is we're looking for um, are we looking for economic advancement or are we looking uh, to just keep people busy so like I said interesting thoughts coming through but you can tell us what you think um, about some of these thoughts um, some of the opportunities that you heard we can continue the conversation on social media on Facebook we have our FM that's Voice of Fits and we have our own Facebook page that's The Business Buzz on Twitter we are at Val FM our hashtag is hashtag Business Buzz and then you can find us on WhatsApp on 084-078-4912 you can also stream the station live that's www.valfm.co.za and podcasts of The Business Buzz will be available on journalism.co.za a note for that, we've always been on journalism.co.za, but now we have moved to, to vits.journalism.co.za. First of all, for everyone who's been trying that address and it hasn't been working, just a note that it's now vits.journalism.co.za, and then you can catch us same time, same place next week. Uh, so with that, that's the end of the show. Uh, thank you so much uh, to everyone who was listening to the show. Uh, thank you to our amazing team, our executive producer, Elna Schutz, with our production team comprised of Musa Malu, 
Leka, Lengi Wezondo and Lerato Mapela. Our technical producer, Kotluano Serame. Uh, don't miss the business bus that same time, same place next week for another interesting show and insight into the world of business. Next up on the VAW FM lineup, we have Life Beats with Diema and Bongi. So definitely make sure you don't turn that down. From myself, Mudio Mob, Justice Kavaza and the rest of the team, it's a good evening and take care. More justice on the business bus. Listen to the business bus every Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. Only, only on Vow FM. The business bus podcast.